Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Keys to the city on this beautiful Friday once again. Yes, one week away, actually, I should say. Six days away from the NFL draft. A lot going on. A lot of rumors. We're going to be talking about that all next week. So do not worry about that as we will be giving you our mock 3.0, our final mock draft 3.0. Keys to the city's version. Will there be no trades? Ted will figure out who we have the picks, left or right. We'll have the out or evens. We'll figure that out. But we got a great show for you today. But it's for the negative reasons. I know that there's been some great things that are going on in sports currently. The NBA playoffs. Let's start with this because we're going to get in the Joseph Aguirre later on to talk about, well, what the hell is going on in baseball right now? I, I guess the guys forgot how to hit in baseball because right now the early season struggles have hit big time for the boys on the diamond, and that's including the New York Yankees, which we'll be talking about. But let's start off with the NBA playoffs and a fast and a hot start to this NBA playoffs. You've seen the superstars come to play. You've seen the massive comebacks. Last night, the Minnesota Timberwolves blow a 26-point lead, and the Memphis Grizzlies now have a 2-1 lead on the T-Wolves. We've seen the Celtics make a comeback to take a commanding 2-0 lead. Can they go up 3-0 tonight against the Brooklyn Nets? But, Ted, and everybody wants to say, by the way, the ratings, I know people have been like, oh, well, the, there's no LeBron in the playoffs, so the ratings are going to be awful. Well, the, this has been the actually highest opening in the past 10, 11 years, actually, Ted, if you wanted to know. Just by what the stats say, 4.05 million viewers across ABC, ESPN, TNT, the largest audience from the first weekend of play since the playoffs have started in 2011 or began, going on 2011. So, Ted, you look at this, how the playoffs have been great, but there's one thing that has been a huge concerning factor in this entire playoffs. No, it's not LeBron James. No, it's not the L.A. Lakers. No, it's not the Brooklyn Nets struggles. It's the injuries to these Young superstars right now. Luka Doncic out currently. Don't know if he's going to return for the Utah Jazz Dallas Mavericks series. Devin Booker with the hamstring injury out two to three weeks. How does that change the 1-8 matchup in the West with, we all thought, the odds-on favorite for the Phoenix Suns. But now, who knows with that. And then Chris Middleton for the defending champs. Out three to four weeks. So what does that mean for Milwaukee Bucks, Ted, in this Eastern Conference, wide open Eastern Conference, but you look at the impacts of these injuries, what does it mean for specifically, I guess we can say, the Bucks and the Suns? Well, specifically because we had those two teams going to the NBA Finals this year. So what does it mean for these two teams? It means that these teams are in a, are in a much longer series than we previously stated. I had we, we did a little thing on NBA.com where they had to pick your brackets, how many games would go through. I thought the um, Suns would take care of business in five. They've been the best team all season long from beginning to end. They've been the most – I mean, they were – what, they went 64, 65 games. So they've been phenomenal throughout the whole year. Their chemistry, everything that they've built on with them last year has come to fruition this year. Devin Booker's injury, we know his significance. Because he's the most dominant scorer, he's their best player on the team. Let's 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 face the facts. He's their best player, okay? We saw what he did the other night in 25 minutes of play. In game two, he had 31 points. Who knows? He would have probably had 50 by the end of the game. But his injury is, is a cause for concern because having a guy like Chris Paul on a team who, yes, we understand his leadership, what he does. Every time he goes to a team, they win 60 games. They're phenomenal. But he's an older guy. We forget he's 36, 37 years old. He's not 28, 29 years old. So he doesn't have the capability of putting in game after game stretches where he can carry teams. If you saw in game one, he was really kind of complacent, let his teammates take care of business the first three quarters in game in the fourth quarter. He took over and and, and he took care of business. And and he won in game one. Sorry. Um, and then in game two, you saw the impact of what Devin Booker has what i would say to that series is hey listen the pelicans are a feisty team man they're a hard nose brandon ingram the coach willie green they got some players on that team can that can really make some noise i mean imagine if they had zion 
I would I'd be I'd be weary as a Suns fan for upset city. I still think the Suns will win, but now I'm looking at six or seven games within that series where you know you're talking to sweep four or five games, and they could have been rested for round two and let the Jazz and the Mavs beat up on ourselves. Well, Ted, you you also made a good point. Yeah, well, uh, well I was going to get to this quick point is when you look at the Bucks series, listen, I still think the Bucks can win, but that's another series where I had it done in five, five or six games. Now with Middleton, Middleton's injury, what it does is the two superstars, right, Giannis and Chris Paul, CP3, it puts significant pressure on those two guys, not because of legacy, but because of the impact and where now all eyes are spotted on them where, you know, with Chris Middleton, you've seen what he can do. We saw what he did in the playoffs last year. He was the difference maker of why the Bucks last year really won the championship. And since he's come back from injury, they have they have looked like the, the Bucks. Now, listen, now, I mean, it's not that Giannis can't win it. I mean, we've seen him put up 40, 16, 15, and 10. But now it's going to put more pressure on him as as the superstar to really come fruition and, and take care of business. Because if not – the Bulls got a capable team. They got a hard-nosed team. They got a blue-collar team. They're well-coached. They can make noise. And and you know most people would say that's not an upset, but I would call it an upset that the Bucks would beat the Buck. I mean, excuse me, that the Bulls would beat the Bucks. Yeah, you you, you say it right. With these guys, well, Giannis has the ring, but he's just trying to build that legacy. They young already. Well, to some Hall of Fame esque career already. So. He's just trying to build off of what he did last year. I think it's more important. By the way, this uh, the for stats, Chris Middleton out three to four weeks. When he doesn't play all time, the Bucks are eighty four and ninety three when he is off the court. So yeah, and, and and Booker, they are eleven in since two thousand twenty. I mean 2020, 2021, Phoenix boasts an eleven eight record when Booker doesn't play. Now you say that's not bad, five seventy nine winning percentage. But here's the thing: when he does play. They're a 770 winning percent. So he the dominance of when he, listen, they're a good team without him. They would be a playoff team. With him, they're the number one seed. Without him, they're a seven or eight seed. And that's that's true. That's my that's my personal feeling of what Devin Booker's impact. He is a dominant scorer, an impact player, a superstar in yeah. this league. We said it a long time ago when he was in the league, when he was by himself and putting up 70 against the Celtics. He's a superstar now, and even better that he has the leader and commander and Chris Paul. Yeah, and, and you just said it best, Chris Paul. I mean, I know he's had struggles with staying on the floor and just coming this close to winning a title last year, but, I mean, you're a Hall of, you're a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer, and to some, one of the top five point guards of all time. So I know that this battle against the Pelicans just changed the game with this Devin Booker injury now. But Chris Paul, this is still a 64-win team. You still got Mikael Bridges, who's been really taking the league by storm. Defensively, great shooter. I thought he was going to be a steal out of the draft. Cam Johnson, they have DeAndre Ayton. They have a nice core already where they can survive without, they can survive, I believe, without Devin Booker. Whereas to me, you think of the Bucs. I mean, this comes down to Giannis just going out or going pretty much, let's be honest, like a Jordan or a LeBron or a Kobe or even a back in the day, a Kevin Durant, where you have to t- you have to do your thing, bro. We've been saying it. Who is the best player in the world for the NBA? Is it Giannis? Is it Kevin Durant? Is it LeBron? Is it Steph? Is it uh, Embiid, Jokic? Just the, na- the list go on. James Harden in the past. But still, Giannis, you won the championship. There's – one of your check marks. Now you have to be the man. You have to be what we all proclaim you to be after last year's historical finish to a season is being the man, being the GOAT of the NBA right now. And well, I don't mean all the time. I'm talking about being the best player in the world and dominating. This is a series that did also change too, Ted. We all believe this maybe could have been the more con- one of the I'm gonna say the probably the most convincing series that we all said this is gonna be a this is gonna be a commanding. No, series. I thought the Heat. I thought the Heat would be too, and I and the Suns. I, I mean, the Suns are out the I think if, I, I agree with you on this point. It's funny that we're, this topic we're talking about because I think you and me personally looked at these two series, even though it's not a one-eight matchup in the East with the Bulls and the and the Bucks. But we both had significant confidence that both of these teams would take care of business early. And move yeah. on to the second round. And now with their major – listen, Middleton's 
an all-star. He's not a star. Giannis is the star of the team. Yeah, but he, 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 he's there. When you need a shot, hey, hey, let me ask you this. When you need a shot, you're down three. Who do you want the ball? Giannis has put shot much better at the three. I know that, but who and do you want? One. Giannis and one, baby. But here, here's what here's what I would say, though. It's not even just on the superstars, too, because we know their significance. We know that, right? This is this is where you make your money. This is where you become legends. Legends become star or stars become legends. Now it's also the role players. Now guys are gonna have to play pivotal. Guys like on the Suns, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson. All right, they just picked up um, Drew Holiday's brother, Aaron Holiday. He's gonna have to play some significant minutes now for the Suns. So, guy, uh, excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> excuse me, Crowder. Gesundheit. Thank you. Salud. So now a guy like a Crowder, he's going to have to have more of a vital role offensively to pick up the slack because Devin Booker it up. Now what this does for the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Guys like Drew Holiday, you know, you could be the number three guy now. Now you're going to have to pick up the role. Giannis is going to have to pick <coughs> Excuse me. So it just it, what it does is it puts a little bit – when you lose a significant player like these two teams have, right? What I would say to this is look at what the Dallas Mavericks have done. Everyone's role has to step up. The bench players have to be better. That's, at what that's, that's the coaching just, has to be better. And you have a little bit less wiggle room with how it, you it's perform. It's time to break up the Utah Jazz. Hold on. Just okay. time to break up the Utah Jazz. Because there's there's no reason for them to be down 2-1 right now. There's just no reason. The, Luka Dodge is one of the top 10 players in the world, is out. This is a Dallas Maverick team. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. With Luka, they're a playoff team. With Luka, without Luka, they're probably where the Lakers are. But maybe playing oh, oh. the Mavericks. No. Maybe play, well, okay, I think this is – they're not. They're not a five seed, but they're definitely. They're not a five seed, but the way. Let me specifically listen, say. Jaylen, hold on. Hold on. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is an emergent star, and I believe they have a real gem going forward. Villanova, great going forward with this team because he's he's really taken the lead since Luke has gone out, and I give him credit. Maybe I shouldn't say a play. Hey, where did team, Porzingis go? Porzingis, he's on the Wizards. <laughs> he's on the Wizards. It, it is funny Spencer, oh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie's been also, but these guys are these guys are stepping up, and this playoffs overall, I know. That everybody wants to still believe that the NBA is going to always hurt because once LeBron James retires, it's going to be. I don't know if you've seen the past. Well, it started, but the NBA survived when Michael Jordan went out. It well, did for a time. It did, but then you had a guy like Kobe. Then you had a guy like LeBron come in. The league will be fine. Oh, when listen, of course the league will be the league, fine. I mean, there's, there's people the in the but Ted. There's people in the country that believe. When LeBron James retires, the NBA is never going to be able to come back. Well, because here, because like, that's what people, people believe that stuff. Yeah, but here we also have things where people are so infatuated with players because LeBron's, LeBron's aura, and I, I'm going to say something stupid, godlike. He has a realm where listen, people in love with players, people get infatuated. But you see how people act that's when you mentioned LeBron. Jeff, you mentioned Jeff, LeBron Jeff, and God Jeff, in the same mentioned? sentence, bro. You should Jeff, be ashamed of yourself. Jeff, have you watched any concerts late, lately? Do you see how people act when people come on concerts? Oh my God! Did you see who it is? It's Jack Harlow. It's 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 Kanye. It's this. Oh my God! My life is over. I'm sweating. <laughs> my pants are off. I want to make love. I want to divorce all my kids and parents. I mean, these people are nuts. They get infatuated. They're just people. People. I mean, you got friends that love LeBron. Well, listen, LeBron does swing the pendulum. He does because he's a superstar. But if yeah, you look, but it, yeah, but, but you the look at the overall talent in the NBA, yeah, my point Kevin, is, hold on, Kevin Durant, John Morant. You got tons of guys, Donchins. I mean, we can go Curry. I mean, you just look at the teams. There's that's what I'm saying. The NBA is going to be fine. Everywhere. You got the Joker. You got Embiid. You got Harden. I mean, the Bulls. They don't have a superstar, but they have a lot of great players. I'm DeRozan. Okay, DeRozan. Don't disrespect Demar Derozan. He's not a superstar. Don't disrespect. He became a superstar this He's year. Not he a superstar. A, he, he was a super. He was a superstar esque okay. player this year. He's and not a superstar. You better shut. You better give Demar Derozan some respect. Damn it! He's not, you he's better not respect. Yo, give him some respect. Stop being that way. Don't. Mama and Dad didn't raise you that way. You're out of your mind. Don't he's not don't a superstar. You 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 raised a fool. Are you a fool? You're a fool. You're a fool. He's not this a year, Demar Derozan 
was a superstar. My thing is, this my my whole to, to finish up this whole point is that the NBA this playoffs has been excellent. It's been everything you wanted. But we have to continue to monitor There's these only injuries one because that looks because, mismatched, and that's because, the Golden State Mary uh, State Warriors and that's Golden yes. State Warriors but, matchup against the Nuggets, and that's only because and you know we didn't even talk about this, and we're not gonna because they've been out since. But what would that series be if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are playing in that series? Because I tell you what, it'd be a high scoring game. You gotta you gotta have complementary players. He's not good enough, especially against this team, the Warriors, to beat them. Not when you don't even know that Andrew Wiggins is still on the Warriors when he was a starter in the All-Star game. I mean, well, Jordan Poole seems yeah. like to be the only star on the Warriors right now, and you're forgetting about Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry because that's well, the impact let's, Jordan Poole has had in the first three games. Let's hold I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just finishing on that. The because Warriors they, look like, they look like they're about to sweep that series, and they are going to eventually get to the second round. We'll talk about the second round and who probably is the best team heading in, and right now – there's a strong case for the Golden State Warriors. I know the injuries are playing a part to the Suns and the Bucks and the Mavericks, but right now, we'll see how go- we'll see how the. I want to hold it right now because I want to see how Miami plays tonight in Atlanta. Hostile crowd. Atlanta is. Let's not take Atlanta for lightly. This is a team that just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I know people don't want to believe that and and are probably surprised by it. This was the Eastern Conference finalist. Let's see how they play out. If the Heat win big again, I think we got to start. People got to start respecting the Heat because this is a legit team. This in an Eastern Conference that we know that has been top heavy and very, very up and down, tops and turvy, kind of like the AFC this year. The Heat came out and prevailed as the number one team. There's a reason for that. So let's see how this Heat team plays tonight. But right now, I'd put Golden State without question the most convincing team heading into the second round, maybe the best team in the playoffs right now. But let's put the Miami Heat. And the Boston Celtics, right neck and neck. Because honestly, if the Boston Celtics win tonight against the Nets, wow, 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 wow. It also brings my next point to what we will talk about if the Nets end up failing this year, which could be why the NBA may be the best way to win by the draft and not winning by super by super teams. Super teams are dead, I believe. We'll talk about that later on next week if the Nets do eventually get eliminated. But we're talking about injuries. We're talking about struggles. We're going to bring in the Joseph Aguirre as he joins us because there has been some yeah, – look at Ted smiling. Look at Joe smiling. Dude, which I'm just thinking – I was laughing with Joe on because I was, the first thing I thought about when he just popped him on, I was the picture we had from when we graduated our class five years ago, two days ago. Two yeah, days five, ago. Five years ago. Five years and two days. Joe still, Joe still loves it. And Did you, oh, I'll maybe unmute his mic. Oh, why is this? Hey, he's got control too, just like me. I did that. I did that. Yeah, I actually came on early. I came on early, and uh, I knew you guys were talking basketball. <laughs> let's be, so, let's uh, be honest. Five well, years the ago, listen, basketball's been good. I know a lot of people knock it, but this is the best time to watch basketball if you are if if you do like basketball because the playoffs are interesting and and. And you, and you get some exciting hey, runs. Sander, sign me up. If that's the Easter Conference Finals, sign me up for it because I'm, I'm waiting to see a bloodbath like that. That's tough. That's he got to worry about the Sixers. Because that's, that's a series that we, we thought would be tighter, and the Sixers are up 3-0. Stop. Don't knock it. Stop. Stop. And, and guess what? Old. I think, I think and Bede has proven his worth that he's the MVP. Well, now we're, not I know talk, we're not talking a bit. We're not talking yeah. NBA. Stop talking NBA. We're here because we're talking MLB. We're happy. Well, you want to talk about we're, MLB? You want to talk about the boringness? About the no runs? We're, smi- we're smiling. All three of us are smiling. But I tell you what, there are baseball fans and especially Yankee fans that are not smiling right I now. I can't even watch the Yankees tonight. They're on Amazon Prime. What kind of Let's be honest. That? Let's be honest. There has been. I have Prime. You have Prime? I thought you were about to say, I have pride. <laughs> I have pride. Good for you, Jack. Good for you, Jay. I've I've got some information for you guys, and it it's bad. And listen, this isn't just a Yankees problem. This is a baseball problem. Since 2010, the league batting average, which used to be near 270, went from the last two years, 245, 241. Right now, we're at 238. No, That's a 38 point. 38 point drop league wide since 2006. A half a run per team less, a quarter and a half, a hit half less per team. 
In 04, teams averaged 4.8 runs a game. Right now, we're at 3.99. 9.717 hits a game, down from just under eight at seven and a half. So, it, it, and it's been a precipitous drop, man. Can you I, know, uh, so can I ask you a question? And maybe yeah. you knew this based on your information I read. Did it say that's when the analytics sparked, um, was kind of like an influence? I'm just wondering well, because. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's funny because, yeah, I mean, right around 2004, when everybody fell in love with on-base percentage, that actually went up. And the batting averages went went down. Now, when people got off the money ball train, OBP leveled out. And so now you're getting neither of those things. You're not getting great on-base percentages, and you're also not getting good batting averages. And that's why... The league, they're, they're just not scoring. Well, I there's a reason. This, there's a reason. You know why the players wanted to play extra innings with the with the the runner on base rule, like it's like it's backyard wiffle ball. Um, they know that they're having trouble scoring. So you get the RBI in. Joe, I'll, Joe, I'll give you this. I would say this. Hold, hold on. on. I would say one of this thing. The other thing is this. I would say since Joe put that stat out four or six, and it just kind of rang a bell, and maybe this is where you were going, but. It's not that pitching has gotten better, but it's become so selective. There is more pitchers now that throw 99 to 102 miles an hour. I mean, you've got the kid from Tennessee that is showing he's throwing 103 miles an hour. So, like, the other day I was watching the Tigers game. I think it was, uh, what was it, yesterday or Wednesday? It was the 1 o'clock game. The sixth inning, they brought a lefty in against Gallo or whoever. It doesn't really matter who they brought it in. But he comes in and he's throwing 99, 100 out of the pen. And if you go back to the Yankees team when they were in the championships and you think about who they were playing, like Seattle and, and you know, in Boston and Cleveland, I can't really think. I mean, Jared Wright threw pretty hard, Bartolo Colon, Randy Johnson, Pedro. But I can't really think of a lot of names off the top of my head that were like they were bringing out of the pen going, I'm throwing 98. I'm throwing 99. The, the Red Sox brought in Tim Wakefield, a knuckleball guy, to get out Aaron Boone. Like that's who they brought in. We bring in oh, – we're going to bring in Green, and then we're going to bring in this guy, and then we're going to bring in – like, you can just continually bring in pitcher after pitchers, you know, that can throw heat, which – and they only have to face one or two. Now it's three batters. So you get – it's harder to – I mean, I've, I've never played the Major League Baseball, but Ted Williams once said the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. So – and I also think now you got guys where it's like, hey, don't worry, you can strike out five times as long well, as you look, hit a home run every other, ten, at, every other bat. Well, look at this – look at this – Sports league-wide. I wish you had that picture, put that stat out. Hold on. I got So I'll give you this stat quick, and then I want to make my point. MLB at batting average, actually, Joe, 231 is the lowest it's been in history. The MLB OPS is at a .677, its lowest it's been since 1972. And then also, the MLB home rates are at a pre-steroid level. So let's take that into consideration. Before steroids came into play, that's currently where baseball stands. I want to say this to uh, from a league-wide, professional league-wide. Look at the NFL. The NFL was struggling to get points. Why do you think they've made all these penalties? They've helped out the offenses where defenses have become secondary and an importance level. It seems like we want points. We want scores. We want Buffalo Bills and Kansas City. Give me that all the time. That's what fans want. Fans don't want to see what we saw in the Super Bowl, the Rams and Patriots a couple years ago. Even the NBA, you're seeing the NBA with a lot of fouls now. Now maybe they're trying to slow. I don't know what they're trying to do, but you think about everything's all offense now. And this game, well, they're doing the complete opposite. They're, I don't know if it's because of the juice balls, Joe. I don't know if it's because of steroids. I, I don't understand the reason behind this massive drop-off league-wide. I know we're Yankee fans, and we've been complaining, and, and I've seen on Twitter how Yankee Twitter reacts and Facebook and social media, and they're freaking out. But this could this is not just a Yankee issue. It's a league-wide issue. So yeah. I wanted to relate it to I wanted to try to relate it to all the other leagues too, because you've seen the changes with the with the NFL, how that's become predominantly all off offense. And let's be honest, defense is taking a step back. Even the NBA, you're seeing games where 150 points, 150 to 142, where you never saw that back in the day. Now in baseball, it's a complete opposite. They just can't get anything going, Joe. Yeah, so the juice baseball of uh, eighteen and nineteen, and you can literally, if you if you look this up on uh, Baseball Reference, you could see the jump in home runs that year. You could literally see it, and and what you also see though is, 
that runs that year were uh, 4.45 and 4.83, which is a kind of about what we've been seeing anyway. Those two seasons, the batting average was 248 and 252. I got some. And more and, home runs, yeah. but you still, I mean, you still weren't getting hits. You still have uh, a lead that's just not producing. Let me ask you both this, because Sander just, I don't know if you see in the comments, Sander makes also a great point. I was considering this too. I really did, and I, I forgot about it for a sec. What if this whole lockout that loomed for a while in the baseball world and then the short spring training – do we take any of that? How much percentage would you say goes? I'm asking both of you this. So I want to hear Joe and I want to hear Ted's point. Percentage-wise, how much does that play into factor with this struggle right now through league-wide? Pitchers aren't struggling. No, they're not. I'm gonna, I got some stats right now. I don't know if you now, can. Is that, now, that, that's did another you guys, thing. Oh, did you guys know? Let me ask you this. That's you another, another Ted. That's another thing. Pitchers aren't struggling, so why is why? Oh, did you did you did you read did you read the article I sent you guys by Phil Munchak in the in the post? You sent me a lot, so I gotta go check it out. It was in the CMG post. It was. I'll tell you exactly what the title was, and I'll tell. And then hold on, because now of course I click the picture because it's touchscreen. Says MLB's marriage with analytics is ruining baseball for the extreme worst. And it was explaining the Yankees Orioles game the other day when Nelson Cortez and Bruce Zimmer were pitching zero zero after five. Innings, blah blah blah. One a wild three hits, one wild four. Both managers had no problem. We went to the bullpen. What's more, in an eight and a half innings game, the teams total 26 strikeouts, 51 outs, more than half of them were strikeouts and counting. The other say the other day, Diamondbacks Mets, 0 0 after four and a half innings. Both starters were gone. Carlos Crasco went five, three hits, whatever the guy from Arizona. And then what do they have early in the season? It's just there's way too many strikeouts in baseball, way too many strikeouts and hits. What they say. I mean, it just—it's amazing. These that, the, and, and that's the, you also have to say this, Ted. You were just saying all this about pitching and stuff, Joe. If you're baseball, or where the NFL is at an all-time high, and the ratings prove it, the NBA playoffs is at an all as as right now at an all-time high, and the ratings prove it. NHL, we'll ta- we'll see how the NHL playoffs go and how that hits. But you think of baseball with the way they've been marketing and that stuff. Aren't you like just confused by all of the, all of this that's going on right now? Like I, I just don't understand. You sit here and you're like, well, you can't blame the off season, okay? Pitchers are doing it. Why then? Why is it? What like I just don't understand that. Trev, listen, it's a they're, all they're doing is strike out. Here's the thing, we know this. If we just want to talk about the Yankees, right? And I, I tweeted something out, you know, why somebody posted, like, why is baseball so boring? And I was like, the Yankees. The guy was like, don't talk, don't, talk. the Mets ain't boring. And I joke, you know, I wrote back and you're like, why'd you answer? He's like, the Mets ain't boring. I go, yeah, wait till in August when they're playing nine holes on the PGA back, not whatever course. What the thing is, we've always, we always knew baseball born. Baseball was always born a long time ago, but it was something that we grew up in a history of pastime. We've come to a world where this is now. And if you haven't got the message I just sent you, you're late. Wait, like, wait, you didn't get the text message I just sent you? It should have been in your you should have been your eyes now. We live in a world where now is already too much, too late for us. We want things before we can even get them. We baseball, we talk about this all the time. Takes too long, right? Games are too long. Now we don't give a we don't care about football games going three and a half hours because every it seems there's like action. Every, because there's not stop action. Seconds, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of stuff going on. Hockey, basketball. There's a lot of movement. You know that's why people don't like golf because they're like it's it's sediment, it's kind of boring. It's an old man sport. It's an old man what? Baseball. They got to have a pitch clock in. You know, and maybe maybe that doesn't change them, but just a speeding of the game. No, here's the thing. Ted. And here's the other thing. Get away. Listen, they got to. Stop. Take away the the shifts, so there's more balls in play. So when a ball does get hit, there's a more likelihood that it goes for a single instead of six in six guys on okay, the right let side. Me ask of the you field. This. But let me I ask will you also this. say this: if I'm a lefty, <sighs> if I'm a lefty, right, and I got like I've seen already when Joey Gallo Rizzo's up and the third baseman is playing over the second base, and there's four guys on the right side of the field, there's not a person between second and third. Now I know analytically it's not the right thing to do. It says swing away and go for the double. Take the bat and go like this. I mean, maybe he just can't do it. Maybe he physically just can't do it. But Yo. just take the ball and flick it to the left side and get a single. 
I mean, you I know just something, don't Teddy, the game of baseball. Mickey, Dad says, pretend like you're playing wiffle ball, right? So just choke up on the bat and just make contact. Like, why does everything have to be so perfect? So, so I, whatever. Go ahead, Joe. Mickey Mantle once said about Pete Rose, if I was going to be a singles hitter like Pete, I would just wear a dress. So I think part of this is, I mean, dude, not for nothing, any of these guys can slap a ball down the line. How hard is it to drag your hands through the zone and, and push the ball? It's an easy thing to do. Nobody wants to do that. Let me ask nobody you. wants to nobody wants to get out of their comfort zone. If I'm a lefty and I'm a pull hitter, I'm gonna pull the ball every single time, especially if I look down the line and I see 314, I'm gonna go for it. Even That's the mentality. Four. Let, Let me, me tell you, here's another thing. In 2019, we averaged 8.88 strikeouts per game. What Give you at? some context. In 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 nineteen twenty-seven. Major League Baseball averaged 1.94 strikeouts per game. Imagine. I mean, so while it was a boring game at times, it was America's pastime because people weren't just up there striking out. I mean, that that wasn't happening. Hold on. It wasn't until you got to the mid-80s before the league was even averaging five strikeouts per game. Over literally the last, since 2016, it's over eight strikeouts a game. We're currently at eight and a half. The last two years, 8.68. That's the stat that is probably on the biggest increase as you look across the board here is strikeouts. Strikeouts per game, per player, per team. It's terrible. There's too much of it. But listen, like Teddy said, you know, look, Tampa Bay after five innings, I don't care who starts or who opens. And by the sixth inning on, all you've got is Six foot seven white guys that throw a hundred miles an hour. They're there to get three outs and they're done. Yeah. Major League Baseball, their response was to th- throw the pitchers under the bus, right? Clearly, clearly things are a little bit off without the the spider tack. We've seen that, and it's not just Garrett Cole. There's plenty of guys struggling. I, I'll be curious if Trevor Bauer ever makes it back to see what he does without sticky tack because he's another one of those guys. So I guess Scherzer doesn't have that problem. So you well just... listen, Max Scherzer Max Scherzer doesn't throw hundred miles an hour. Max Scherzer's a pitcher. Max Scherzer, I know he throws hard. He also knows how to pitch. Yeah, he, no, I know that I know what you're he's saying. Pragmatics with the speed still is is the what difference. Control, what movement and control and command well again and, and and so if you if you look at baseball, I mean walks are up I, I got some stats for you too. Also, with the walks are up. So listen, it's not like guys don't have a good eye. It's just that they strike out more. They're definitely getting less hits. And and right now, league wide on base percentage of three oh eight is stunningly low. I mean, that's I'm really bad. It gets better. I'm hoping it gets Here, better. Like I don't know how it's going to get better. I can't even imagine. I mean, right now they're they're putting up nineteen sixty eight levels. The Which Yankees is, right is now, when they fundamentally had to change the game, right? Lower the mound and all that. So that's where a, we're at right now. Here's a fun stuff for us yet because we're not – I know it says the Yanks. We've really been talking about the MLB overall. Here's some quick stats for the Yanks right now. The Yankees' time being shut out per season. Ted, you sent this. 2017, three times. 2018, three times. 2019, two times. 2020, remember, shortened season, 60 games, two times. Last year, eight. This year, Thirteen games, mind you. Three times already. I wanted to also ask you guys a question about this whole baseball thing. Take away your knowledge. Take away your fan fanatic with baseball. You're a casual fan. You don't really watch baseball. You're not really interested. What's the first thing that comes to mind to your head when you think of baseball? You're Home not run. think about think about it. You're not you're a normal. You're not us. Home you're runs. not anybody else. What do you boring think? Boring white guys. No, you think of home runs. Uh, no, I think of boring white guys because that's majority of white guys that play this sport. So if no. I'm not if I'm not white, the best have, players I, in the league are predominantly Spanish. Most of the people are white in the league, bro. Go look them up. They're white I, Americans. I less than ten less than ten percent of the league is black and Spanish. Sorry, it just seems like that because the four or five Spanish guys that are in the league are really good. All right, they're all Man. white guys, bro. Aaron Judge is white. Stan's white. They're all white guys. They have Stan, but they're born here. 
You could have some. Well, That's I'm, all I'm trying I, to say is when you think I, of baseball. Even if you play, you're still white, even though you look Puerto Rican. All right. You're white. <laughs> okay. And, and, and you're old. And you're old. It's a cool. I'm not seeing you personally. Are you calling me old? You're yeah, an you older look, white guy at this point. I'm an older white guy. By baseball standards. But yeah. the way I look at it. I look at it like it's golf. That's what I, I tell, think. I tell you that's what. That's how I think people look at it. I, and I that's what I'm at, trying to say is that when I you also think see baseball, this. I also see this, and Joe has always talked about this, but it does make a difference. Where are you from? If you're from the Northeast, your life is hectic. You live in a you live in a world where everything is. You, you it's listen, Trev. You know this because now you moved to Florida. We and we used to make fun of Uncle um, Uncle Bernard. But it's like we're on Florida time, and Florida's like relaxing and nice and easy. And I go by the waves, and I'm on the lazy river. And there's out, and there's so much more to do in Florida than sit there and watch a baseball game. Or if I'm in the West Coast, I'm in California. Like, do I really care about baseball? There's, I mean, you got the Rams, the Chargers, there's this, the mountains, the wineries. I got Hollywood. There's so much to do. And then it's like, where are you from? Because that that makes a big difference of how you. Are a baseball fan? If you're born in St. Louis, I could see you being a baseball fan in the Cardinals and stuff. Where are you from? What's that called? What's that? Slow down. So listen, Ted's not really. I don't know. I don't remember the exact number you said. Seventy-eight percent of Major League Baseball is white. I said seven. Yes, and ten percent is black and Hispanic. Seven point two Hispanic Latino. Wow. Six point eight percent African American or black. Three point nine percent Asian. Wow. So Ted's right. I mean, this is still an overwhelmingly white guy. Damn, I'm, I'm stunned by the numbers of the, the wow. Well, dude, you remember a few years ago, Tory Hunter was talking about the fact that, you know, they don't appeal to the inner city. This is a boring white man sport. Yeah. He wanted to money. get more. He wanted to get more kids in the baseball. Well, what do we, what do we always talk about? Into what do we always talk about with baseball? That doesn't make any sense because it's just doesn't, it's unrealistic. Unwritten rules. We always talk about this unwritten rules of baseball, but there's no such thing as it because, well, when we think of baseball, yeah, but here's the thing: I, if you're in the I, city I, of Chicago, I'm not going to the baseball game for a bad ball. You need nine people to play. I can go point. pick up a basketball and go shoot hoop in the hood. My I, I can do a lot more things. Sorry, yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot more other. Things I get that. I was saying, in the standpoint from baseball, when you think of baseball. You think of home runs, and I think that's a big deal for why baseball people want to see home runs. People don't care about defensive battles. It's kind of like football, to be honest. I mean, I like a good defensive battle sometimes, a bloodbath, but it's always great to see that 35, that 36, 33, or 40 to 36 game in overtime, like the Chiefs Bills game. You always want to see something like that. Well, baseball was, fans need that. Baseball make, needs that. I would make the comment this, and I, I think Joe might disagree, but I think if we had a poll, I would say that more people are interested more in the home run derby than, than they are in the all-star game because the all-star yes. game is, is two to one, three to one. It's a born yes. guy comes in, he throws ace and then boom, a home run derby. I mean, I think if you yeah, had not a to derby, mention you Teddy, not to mention year after year, you see the, you see the promo for the all-star game and it's Mike Trout. Who's out. It's Chris sale. Who's out. It's Jacob DeGrom. Who's out. It, it's all these players in like the, the game comes and none of them are in it. Cause they're all hurt. I want Joe. I want you to. So what are you? This. It's like. What are you promoting? You're promoting the the home run clips that you're. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Joe, while yeah, I'm the talking home run right, derby is way more exciting. Joe, while I'm talking, could you look up this stat? And I'm going to make this saying right now. I guarantee the most popular night of baseball is the home run derby. I don't know the viewership. I don't know the ratings wise, but I guarantee. Oh, no. I bet the playoffs are more. Are uh, have a higher. I rating. guarantee ratings wise, just because people want to see a home run derby and it's quick and it's and it, oh my god, he had a five hundred foot bomb. I guarantee that ba that the home run derby, if not number one, has to be within the top two or three for ratings wise for the most popular night in baseball. The highest home run derby ratings twenty seventeen. 7.13 million viewers, 8.35 million total watched it, but live 7. That must have probably million. been the top. I mean, I think I think that was the Todd Frazier one or something because that Todd, the one where Todd Frazier. No, was that Judge? One. I think Judge was 17, bro. I think oh, Judge was in Miami, Miami with Stan and Sanchez. Yeah, that okay. that would make sense. Uh, as far as Sanchez. the World Series. Uh, I mean, they're yeah. I mean, they do. Last we also year, take into consideration who's been in the World Series the past couple of yeah, years. Yeah, I was gonna say last year, eleven point seven five million people watched the World Series. Nine point seven eight million the year before. So about as many people watched that home run derby as watched the twenty twenty 
World Series. That's also the thing that hurts baseball is that sometimes you don't get those. I mean, thank God sometimes, but sometimes you also like to see those like you do the NBA. You saw those Lakers, Celtics, the NFL. You got to see San Francisco, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Dallas, MLB. You want to see Dodgers, Yankees. You want to see Yankees, Red Sox. You want to see the Mets, no matter what people well, want to say. You bro, want to see in, the, in Mets 03, the Yankees. Oh, three Yankees, Marlins, 25 million people watched that World Series. In Which 2000, uh, in 03, Yankees, Marlins. So, so that just speaks, and that's and that's not just because of the Yankees and the Marlins. Because you would say, it well, plays a big, it plays a big part, though. That, what I would say is, look at where we are as a world nation, right? Where is our world now 20 years later from 03? Phones, technology, Twitter, information. Guys are finding out that they are being fired on Twitter before they hear from the from the real people. They're finding out they're being traded before it even happens. We live in a world of now, and that and that's the problem that baseball has because everything is at a – unless they take away where it's like no shifts, you know, you get guys to adapt to the old-style baseball, like I'm going to slap a single or a double down the line because there's no one down the left side of the field, all right? And, and, and you're going to change like pitch count and, and there's some other analytic things where you can change. Or just say, listen, guys, you can juice. Everyone can juice. Like, and, and we'll go back to the old ways when Sammy Sosa and McGuire were hitting home runs and everyone was in a frenzy because right now I, I don't see baseball. I, listen, yeah. there is, here's what the problem is. Baseball in itself, we enjoy baseball. There is tons of superstars in baseball. The three of us can name about 50 superstars in baseball and they're all phenomenal. I mean, Otani's judge stands. I mean, you can just keep going Mookie bets. I mean, you can go. There's as, much, the now, is, there's as much talent in baseball as there is in any sport, but this, but it doesn't make a difference because the, the sport thing. itself. Here's the thing. The NBA had LeBron James, had Michael Jordan, Kobe. Yeah, but here's had, the thing. When did let, baseball ever have a let, Tiger Woods? Okay, but listen, listen. Just I do wait. listen. I would, I'm just saying, when the hell did baseball okay, since not, 2005 has had a real Tiger Woods? All right, but they listen, didn't have a Tiger Woods. But, listen, at the NFL – had Brady, Manning, always had some big stars. The NHL had Gretzky, had Sid the Kid, had Ovechkin. The MLB feels like it's just – I know, oh, well, Derek Jeter and A-Rod, I get that. But it just feels like – Trump, there's time, stars. Otani's a star. Trout's you a need, star. Judge's don't a you star. Want a, don't you want a face of the sport? You don't need a face of the sport. In the 90s, you had – a hundred of them. Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Randy Johnson, no, Roger Clemens. I mean, Greg Maddox. You can keep going. There was no face in the 90s, and baseball was booming. There was no face in the 20s when the Yankees were dominant. It's the sport itself is boring, and people don't want to sit around for three and a half hours and watch guys strike out 26 times out of 51 at-bats. It's too damn boring. Go put on table tennis. At least I see more action. That's plain and simple, Trev. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm arguing you because there's never – yes, there's been Mickey Mantles and Willie Mays, but tell me who the face of, of baseball was during the 90s. Was it Ken Griffey, the, the kid? Was it Barry Bonds? Was it Mark McGuire? Was it Sammy? Was it Clay? Yeah, you had those. Yep, yeah, you had those guys, Sammy McGuire specifically, because you marketed them. Trev, they baseball. didn't have the market. The market was the home runs and the steroids. When you, when you, that was in, when baseball was at an all-time peak. I guess, yeah. Do you remember? E, no, ESPN used to literally show batting practice of Mark McGuire. There'd be thirty-six thousand people at Bush Stadium. That's marketing. That's that's yeah. Run. That's. That's marketing, dude. The judges' oh. chambers, the judges' chambers. That's marketing. That I mean, the they fact that the Yankees that did that it was crazy because, you know, again, since the Reggie Bar, when's the last time you saw the Yankees literally market anyone or anything? They don't do it. Jeter, again, like I said, watch when we get to the All Star game this year. Watch how many actual stars are in the game and how many stars are either hurt or just pass on the game. It happens every year. The All-Star Game MVP, I always feel like, is a nobody. It's going to be Joey Votto or somebody who's irrelevant to baseball in general because that's who plays in the – Andrew McCutcheon is a, is a guy who seems to always come – right? Because he plays in the seventh inning because he's a pirate. Come on, McCutcheon's the man. I love Andrew McCutcheon. No, McCutcheon's no, and I get it. And I get it. And, and that's another thing. We've talked about this before. McCutcheon's great. Pittsburgh had this one dude. 
that their fans like loved and could count on. What do they do? They sent him packing. You've got to build around at least one guy. That's what you I'm can't to trade yeah. Austin Meadows and everybody else that you traded. And then it's like, well, we got McCutcheon still. Keep him. Sign him to a long-term. I'll tell you right now, I think every team should be required to sign one guy to like a seven-year deal. And build him. Build around him. And build around that guy. And I'll tell you, first of all, it's good from a business standpoint because, you know, I think fans get pissed. I can't even tell you how many people I know that are currently wearing a Glaber Torres jersey that I damn well know was a Jason Giambi jersey. And nobody wants to fess up to that's what it is. I know you didn't buy a Glaber jersey. What? No, you yeah, because, didn't. because they don't have the names on them. But all I'm saying, like, Vlad Guerrero is a superstar. All right. There's so many stars in the league. Then mar- but my thing is market them, run with I, them. Okay, so tell me, tell me if if dude, you dude a couple have- years ago, remember they did that let the kids play where they, they featured all the Hold young on. kids in the playoffs. They yeah. need to get back to that would, kind of Joe, thing. I'll, here's my thing, Joe. I'll ask you. And then I would ask Trev because he's the one who keeps asking the question. I'm going to ask the damn thing. Then how do you market them? How do you market a baseball player to be easily? To be I mean, guy? again, dude, the, the league needs to get behind these guys, run some commercials. You, you got Soto, Acuna. You got all these great young 22, 23-year-old superstars, Tatis, all these great players. Utilize them. them. Put their face on stuff. and. Yeah. Yeah, market the crap out of this thing. Because, I mean, look, you look at a guy like Juan Soto, mm-hmm. right? I mean, dude, dude's just a straight baller. Yep. I'll bet you most casual fans have no idea who Juan Soto is. And what team he plays for. Or what team he's on. That's bad. Yeah, that's a problem. I guarantee I'll give you one step better and then finish this. Something most people probably, if you're not a baseball avid fan, a lot of people probably know who Mike Trout is. What MLB? Oh, I've seen. Okay, so MLB commercial. I've seen the MLB the show with Otani on it, and I've also seen the NFT. That's a video game. That's in that. That's not Major League I've, Baseball. Well, I've also that. seen Joe Otani. They they also put Show Otani on the NFT uh, commercial. Did you see that with the uh, marketing for? Yeah, but <laughs> for, get one of these guys. Get one of these guys on State Farm or all for, State. for Bitcoin. Well, here's the thing: State Farm doesn't see the value. <laughs> bringing those yeah, guys see the value because baseball's dead right now. Is somebody I'll allergic watch. to dogs? Yeah, what's going on with you? I'm good. Just <laughs> you, you know what you have you have you and uh baseball yeah. hitters. Baseball hitters have are allergic to getting hits and you're allergic to dogs. That's I'm not allergic to dogs, but it's just listen, we, we've got we've got uh it, with <laughs> baseball right now is a is a Mexican standoff. Again, you've got guys who are all quite capable of slapping a ball down a baseline where there's nobody standing. They can, and if they, let me tell you something. If there's a guy in MLB that can't do that, he should immediately get his walking papers. I mean, Big Poppy pulled uh, at least a half dozen of those where he just slapped a ball down the down the third smart baseline. Hit, smart hitters make good, smart plays. Well, yeah. again, your job is to get on base. It's to get a hit. So do Joe, that. Like, who's hit, who hits? You know what's funny? Who hits for 300 anymore? Well, I just was reading an article. 280s, the new 300. Well, because here's my problem, right? And people, this is people's dumb answer to it. Oh, the only reason why they hit 300 was steroids. Shut up, you fool. It's not because they took steroids. That doesn't make you hit the ball better. It just makes you hit it harder and farther. You still got to put the bat on the ball. You can take all the steroids you want. If you can't hit the damn ball, it ain't going to make a damn difference. The reason why Barry Bonds was so great is because his hand-eye coordination was top of the line. It was before he took steroids and was afterwards. And what it did it was it made his longevity last longer as well as being 100% every single day. A-Rod explained it. He didn't take steroids for strength, but when you're playing in that Texas heat every single day, five, six, seven hours a day, you get tired, man. You're a human being. You have days where you just don't feel 100%. We know we do, and we don't even have that tough of a life. So what well, he wanted to know is when I took the juice or a little coffee boost in the morning, that when I was stepped on the field, I was at 100% every day. And maybe that pitcher who instead of being 100% was 79%, I took advantage. So that's what it was advantage for. That wasn't to make it because he can hit home runs. It was because every day he played like he was a, he was his first time on the field. He was refreshed. 
in well, 1936. I got a crazy over here. Sorry. I get a little crazy over here. In 1936, the league batting average was 284. And by 1942, it was down to 253. And it's it's been it's been it went into the 60s. It got into the 270s, and then into the 60s and 50s, all through the 70s and 80s. And again, just the drop off the last few years. We know what the problem is. And again, where pitching has become specialized, hitting's done nothing to neutralize that. You you don't have a most teams don't have a guy that can come in off the bench late and slap a base hit. Yeah. To get a rally going. You you don't have you don't have guys like Tony Gwen. Tony Gwen Jr. was not good. Tony Gwen Sr. was. <laughs> get, your confuse, get your facts straight. Don't confuse those there. guys. Confuse yeah. Those Tony Gwen's Tony Gwen Tony Gwen's son so here's, did not here's get any thing. of the his father's talent or his eye. Here's Just the his waistline. Sanders said this. Bo Jackson Dion. Come on, Ted. Who's, who's uh, D I O N? Dion the singer? No, honestly, and here, but here's the other thing, sort of, because Ted Ted said earlier, look, there there was all these stars <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, but every year, every couple of years, it was somebody else. Dude, for two years, three years, it was Don Mattingly. It was George Brett. You know, uh, Griffey showed up. Bo Jackson, Bo, for two years, like, Bo Jackson was all anybody talked about. Deion Sanders, yeah, for sure. McGuire Sosa and that whole thing, Barry Bonds after that. You know, you, you had certainly guys like Clemens and 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 Greg Maddox and Randy Johnson. And you know, they were but they were also outliers. It's not like there were a hundred great pitchers in the 80s and 90s that were dominating. There was like there always is, is just a handful, and that's you know what I mean? Uh, so it's not like the, the pitching's not better, there's not more talented pitchers, there's specialized pitchers. There's guys whose job is to, to get lefties out. Major League Baseball needs to do a better job of trying to neutralize what the defense is doing to the offense. Because mm-hmm. hitting into a shift, bringing up, you know, you, you got a power pitcher and you're down two runs and you got three home run hitters coming up. What are you going to do there? Hit three home runs to win it? Mm-hmm. Couple of solos to tie. Like, that, that, that can't be the game plan. It's it's what they've been trying to do it for a decade now. It sucks. It's boring. You, you, I mean, again, I, I'm telling you, in, in the last 18 years, the World Series ratings have split in half. 12.6% of America watched the 2003 World Series. Last year, that number was halved. And people were stuck home. And they still didn't want to watch baseball. Holy crazy. smokes. It's crazy, right? I Captive remember, audience, and they still couldn't get people to watch it. People were dying for live sports. They still didn't want to watch baseball. Vlad Guerrero just had three home runs. He had probably he had four RBIs total. I remember when A-Rod had three home runs and ten RBIs. It's just, yeah. a, it's, a, it's just a game of baseball right now. Overall, it's taking a major hit. But they better get it figured hey, out. Hey, can, uh, can I interrupt for one second? I don't, know if, another, I don't know if you had another question. <laughs> Shut up. I, I gave you five minutes of freedom as I had well, to well, I'm about it. to sign off. All right. We're gonna, we did talk about one thing. And I want to talk about this quick. And we got like four There's minutes. There's never – hold on, hold on. Before you even Listen, said, we're going to make it quick. Word quick. Listen, the reason why I asked this is because I turn on the TV and I see his face on the TV and I want to punch it. It's Aaron Boone. This is another problem that we have not talked about specifically with the Yankees, okay? Because I don't know what other teams do. But this is another baseball thing that people have a problem. What do we knock in basketball? Guys that take nights off. Rest, right? Oh, yeah. We don't like that in football because that never happens because you only play 17 games. Mm -hmm. For Aaron Judge to be benched because it's the fifth day in a row that he's playing baseball and it's Jackie Robinson Day is baffling to me. I have a problem with that. That's a – that – as a guy who's a baseball fan, it's like, you know what? F you. Like, I don't want to watch you. Like, I mean, think about this. I come to a Yankee game, right? It's very expensive to go to a Yankee game. I come to see Aaron Judge. Ah, you know what? He played five days in a row. I, You can't watch him today. We're 13 games in the season. He's already gotten two. Every other day, they're getting rest every five days. It's like, hey, Ted, you work the full week. Next week, you take the week off. That's okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. 
you like, work I didn't home. spend two hundred dollars to watch Tim LaCastro man right field. Like, unless he really needs the day off, why are these guys resting? Like, you know, uh, uh, Michael K said he was going to ask Booney, but like, it's Jackie Robinson day. Why is, rest him the next day? Like, I was so joking about this before with the Red Sox of Toronto. Why is you resting Stanton when you got Baltimore coming up? That didn't make a difference anyways because we stink. But I just, I, I just don't. Sorry, uh, Teddy. Teddy can't give him tomorrow off because it's on the chart that today's his day off. And that's the thing. It's Joe. It's already. You're right. It, you know, he's 100 percent right. It's in the chart. If there's nothing, it's not like I can come in and say, Joe, I want to play tomorrow. No, listen. Our analytics say that you played five days in a row and you ran the bases really hard. Yeah, you Teddy, need- you're not good on Tuesday, so you're not playing tomorrow. We've already it's decided. Just, it, it, <laughs> listen, I know. We don't have a say on it. And we can beat it up to death. It just that's just you know. I wish I, this was just I could just say what I want to say. But well, dude, no, the, no, that's not, the not that nothing. bothers me. Not for nothing. Listen, you heard Aaron Booney say over and over again. We we got to get Gallo going. We got to get Gallo going. Gallo gets two hits and they sit him the next day. Two of his four uh, hits. And I don't think he's had a hit since he since he sat. He's been one of eleven. He has four hits overall. He's four for twenty one this year. So, All right. Last last thing, the next Yankee fan that posts something on Facebook about Aaron Hicks coming to your house, and I'm going to slap you in your face. Ted, please do it. One of us do it. Aaron Hicks has been phenomenal so far this season. He's I been a little aggressive it. on the base back. I, I threw on a third the other night. I don't like that. That was stupid. Can't stand him. I love the aggressiveness. I love the he he's invigorated. He's getting on base. He's getting base hits. He's he's had a couple of outs in in, in big spots, and I think people, you ah, this guy sucks. Calm down, Joey, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo sucks. Fair. I said that a year ago, and you guys Donaldson sucks. Waffler, Kalafler, whatever his name is, Connor terrible. Falafel. Terrible. That guy's awful. But Joe, 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 I agree with you because I watch the Michael K show every day, and someone called in yesterday, whatever his name was, and was like, Garrett Cole sucks. And and, and he's like, what's your reason? He's just, he sucks. He can't pitch, blah, blah, blah. And Michael K is like, dude, we're 13 games in the season. He just pitched a second. He doesn't suck. He just doesn't look last year. Is he going to suck? Listen, he's going through a bad time right now. He's struggling. He's not been pinpoint with his accuracy. He's. I mean, you could see it the other day. He just didn't have his stuff, and then he got pulled. He just has not looked smooth. You can't expect these guys every single day to be aces. It's just that's not what they are. Very few can do that, okay? Even the best ones have bad days. But to just go in, like, Garrett Cole sucks. Well, guess what, bro? He's going to have six more years of this. So be prepared. You signed on for this. Enjoy the ride. Ted, I was surprised. I didn't think you were going to say anything. I thought you were going to go on Facebook and put Aaron Hicks sucks. No, because he's actually – I was hoping for Joe to go to 586 Strong Street and slap you. If you you look at it, he's been one of the Well, you just said, Joe. The next Yankee fan. He's been one of the better players on the Yankee team this year. I know. And, and that's the truth. And, you know, I want to, like, knock him because I have, but th- the truth is he's been one of the better players on the Yankees this year. He really yeah. has. And so is Rizzo. Rizzo, him, Cortez, and Severino. Those were, And listen, I thought Michael K said it perfectly. I'll steal his line. The, the thing with the Yankees is the bullpen covers their ace all the time, every single day. Even the other night, Cole comes out in the – after two innings, and Mike Schmidt comes in there and and um, and um pitches five scoreless innings. Their bullpen co- covers up so many mistakes and, and kind of a flaws Dude, in that, their system. Well, that real quick, real quick, you said Mike Schmidt. I know you meant Clark Schmidt. Oh, those are usually the mistakes so. I make where I start recalling the old-timers. Um. Yeah, listen, my fear about the Yankees, I mean, right now, look, the 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 starting – this team right now, you know what the Yankees look like to me? Playoff Yankees. This is, a, this is like a playoff Yankees team right here. Um, they decided to go defense over offense. You know what? You know how Booney loves to do that in the elimination games where he benches good players for defense, and then they don't score any runs? That's what they're doing now. That's what you got going on now. Glaber, Donaldson, and uh, uh, Kiner Falafa, 
the, the that strong defense has produced nothing offensively. It's funny because right now we're complaining and how bad there's still a game over 500, shockingly. But well, you know, it's funny. There's about six teams in baseball that are playing well. One yeah. of them being the Mets. And yeah. and so I think if you're if you're the Yankees and and you know, look, right now the Yankees are like a cartoon, you know, they start running and go anywhere. They're doing mm-hmm. that right now. And they're very fortunate. So is the whole rest of this division. Yeah, right. Uh as is most division, division as is most of either. the league. Yeah, uh, right. really, well, if you if you look at uh, Milwaukee, Colorado, the Dodgers, the Mets, and Cleveland are the only teams that are uh, that are better than six and four in their last ten games. Nobody's nobody's gone on a real good run yet. The Mets have been pretty on fire the last ten, but uh, the the league uh, as a whole has not been great. And so, if you're going to get off to a slow start, and I don't know why anybody's surprised because we've been doing this show for five years. Has there ever been a year where the Yankees got off to a good start? Nope. Not, Not in the last five. I mean, we bitch about this every year. Here we are again. Yeah, listen, I, we did this last year. I remember this. Me and Trevor were just pouncing on the Yankees hardcore. And you were no, like, no, 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 no. First of all, first of all. Hold on. Listen, shut up for a second. We were yo, I just let you guys talk for like a half hour. It's both the first of month down. of baseball. If they're playing bad in June and July, then we got something. But let's, let's not overreact to 13 games, but like the Joey Gallo thing, and we'll talk about and other things down the road, but this is not a 13-game reaction. This is a 65-game reaction going back to last year. The guy no, is who he no. is. The guy is who we thought he is, and we let him off the hook. I've Last been, thing, I just want to say one name. I will, yo, hold on. Let me, yo, from now on, none of you say one more thing or last thing because I've been hearing that for too long. No, this really is thing. it. I just want to point out because there was a lot of questions and I've been yelling at you guys too about this the last couple of years. Luis Severino is the man. He is a he's an, an ace he's pitcher. He's healthy and he's going to do what Luis Severino does when he's healthy. And that's great for the Yankees. I don't think that that makes uh, him the ace yet or that Cole's a two. I still think Cole's going to work it out, and I think he's going to be all right. But having that one-two punch is is really going to pay dividends for the Yankees uh, long-term here. This isn't a 13-game issue. This isn't a 65-game issue with Joey Gallo last year. And I'm talking about the Yankees. This is a five-year issue. It's been five years. We're talking about the same exact team five years ago. But – Probably I'm taking that team any day over the current team. I know Stanton's there, but just their heart. And they just had that leadership. They had that fire in them. There's no fire with this team. It's very boring, kind of like the game of baseball, this Yankee team. There's nothing to be excited about right now. The pitching staff has been great. Don't get me wrong. The bullpen has been great. Severino has been a bright spot. Nestor Cortez. God, can somebody just give him a freaking hit or a run to, to save his ass? Damn it. This team is boring. This team is not exciting, and it's just going to be the same exact result. And I don't care that it's 13 games. I'm going to stand to it because I haven't seen anything to believe, to make me believe that something's going to change moving forward. I'm done with the Yankees because right now the sport of baseball better get there together because right now the NBA playoffs are at a hot pace. Can't wait to see how the second round pans out. And next week, it's all football, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good thing we talk baseball because we're not going to – unless something happens drastically in baseball, Yankees, next week is all football. I don't know if you've heard, but the NFL draft of 2022, NFL draft, will be going with six days, six days away. The New York Giants, New York Jets, four of the top ten picks. What do both the teams from the Big Apple do? And the teams that have multiple draft picks. There's eight teams with multiple draft picks in this first round. So a lot of movement. Could the receivers be moving? Debo Samuel looks like he's on the move. Where to? Kyler Murray, got to keep an eye a lot. I know the NFL season has been off the chains this year, but there's still a lot more to go, and we don't know what the next week is going to bring to us, ladies and gentlemen. Also, we're going to be doing our Keys to the City final mock draft 3.0 next week. Well, me and Ted will have our mock draft. We'll figure out how we're going to do the picks. But, yes, Mock Draft 3.0 next week. Cannot wait. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe wanted to say something. Seems. I was just You just got me thinking for a minute. Uh, but how about how about uh, uh, Samuel for Kadarius Tony? Never. It's not going to happen. The Gi- Giants don't have no money. Giants don't have money to spend. They, they will next year. They got no money. 
You got no money. Where did you 50, he wants $50 million like Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> no, I wouldn't would trade wants, for him. He wants big money all in all to save. Uh, that's for next week where there's going to be a lot of maybe. It maybe just we'll occurred have, to me. It just oh, occurred. I, I haven't even Giants, thought it out yet, but I like it. About the Giants, figure out, build a core, stop thinking about getting big players. They don't have the salary cap. Dave Gettleman has put that. We've been talking about it. We've been emphasizing it for this whole offseason. So, Giant fans, stop thinking unrealistic. It's like the Yankee fans back in the thinking. Let's just trade uh, Miguel and Duhar for Mike Trout straight up, and we'll be fine. No, just stop with that. We'll just, just stop. We're not getting people Scherzer. We got to get Scherzer <laughs> we're, on this. We're not, team, we're not getting Debo Samuel. He may be in the Big Apple. It may not be with the New York Giants. It may be with the New York Jets. The Giants need to figure out, get their salary cap issues, James Bradbury situation. We'll see what they do next week. We'll see how the other 32 teams do come next week because there is a lot, a lot to cover with the following in Keys to the City. That's how we started our actual Keys to the City. It's the five. We did our. That's how we did our radio final. Was the was our draft NFL draft five years ago? It's the most mad I've ever seen Joseph McGuire though. After he understands why. It's the most I've ever seen him mad. The face that he had on his oh man, he was not a happy camp. But ladies and gentlemen, play back next week. We are Keys of the City. We stream on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, follow, or share. We are Keys of the City. We are out. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.